to Sense You're Not Racist. A podcast dedicated to all you self-proclaimed non-racists. One where we discuss the learned biases, microaggressions, and rude questions that perpetuate racism in our country. All the stuff you're never ever guilty of. You know, Sense Since You're Not, not racist. racist. Uh, and this episode, we are going to be talking about the landscape of media and entertainment and there's so many cool interesting things that are just going on and there's just like an explosion of open doorness of culture on television on all the channels social media the movie theaters with black panther theater theaters with hamilton and just like it's a very interesting time. I know I saw on Barry's Facebook page that said you're happy to be alive at the time of Beyonce's alive. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> so, to join us for that conversation, and we have like a secret story or like a big, yeah, a little naughty racist story for Barry to share about her latest yeah, trip. Naughty racist story. <laughs> uh, but as of right now, we have... My guest, Jackie. Hey, what up? We have Chuck. What's up? And Hezekiah. What's going on? There we go. And, of course, myself, Gabby, and Barry. <laughs> and we haven't had podcasts in a while, so we haven't got to announce that we hit over a thousand listens, like, a while Ooh. ago. And so... Yeah, that's an announcement. I probably should have checked today so that I could give you an exact number as of today, but I didn't. So let's just get into it. Yeah. In terms of entertainment, where do you want nice. to start? I feel like, Barry, with your your message of the day, yes. do you want to tell us a little bit about Coachella? Yes. Okay, who over there has already watched Beyonce's performance? I need to know if spoilers need to be avoided. Did any of you guys watch it? I watched part of it, the part everybody was crazy about. Okay. Oh my god, which part? <laughs> which part is everyone crazy about? The Destiny Show. <gasps> okay, yeah, that's a good part. But it's not my favorite part. I have a different favorite part. So I watched half of it today. But it was definitely sketchy, bootleg, and like I saw pieces and it got fuzzy and there was a lot of stuff going on. Calm, I think, has the whole thing. And it's like, it's good quality. Send me that later on. I'll, I'll send you a link. Not that we approve of that. But. <laughs> I think they did it legally. I don't know. Whatever. It's, no, it's I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like, because I was looking, looking up and there's a bunch of sites on, like, why you cannot get access to the video. And it's like, we oh, normally shit. post for 30 days. However, Oops. because this is paid for by Beyonce, you will not get access because this is Beyonce. And I was like, great. Gotta get every dollar. Uh, okay, well, it was amazing. I watched it on the internet after maybe accidentally, illegally, I don't know. Um, but it was insane. Like, I don't know if there's any performance, like an onstage performance, that I could sit and watch for almost two hours straight, being completely enthralled when it's not even live. Like, I watched it two days later or something and it was like 
you know, I was still there like screaming at my TV. <laughs> like it was happening right there. Like it was just so brilliant. Her mom had posted that she didn't think that white people would understand some of the stuff. Well, I didn't catch everything, but then, like a fangirl, I read all of the articles that, like, explain the quote-unquote hidden, not actually hidden, like, meanings behind her costumes and behind everything, like her, I mean, some things were obvious. Um, I mean, she's never shy about, you know, adding in, like, political statements and stuff in her songs and performances, but but yeah, no, I think there's probably a lot that like a lot of people didn't get. Did, what did you watch? You saw clips of it? I just seen clips of like, oh my God, Beyonce, Coachella, Baychella, I wish I was there. And the same thing you said, like, I'm watching this two days later and I'm still in tears. Like, I don't know. I was just like, wow, it's that deep. Um, people love it. But I think she's overrated personally. <laughs> I, I respect her. She's done a lot musically, and like you said, she does political statements in her music and whatnot, yeah. but I think that there's way more buzz over just the name Beyonce than people actually looking into what anything means behind what she does. A lot of people don't catch what's going on in her lyrics and what she really means. Hopefully, unless they're jerks. Jacob, have you heard anything? Mm, no, I've seen clips of it on Instagram, but that was really about it. What would you say? It was just clips from her performance, but I mean, a lot of it was was even like about Beyonce. It was like just involving stuff like um, the Les Twins dancing in their performance and stuff. But that was really it. That's all I've seen. Thank you. Um, I really haven't seen that much, but I don't follow Beyonce that much. Oh, I can't wait for all of you to watch it and immediately become, like, diehard Beyonce fans. <laughs> but that does bring me into the conversation, I guess, of Black Panther, which everyone here has seen. You saw, right? Very. Oh, yes, I've seen Black Panther. But I think... <laughs> I think... Okay, did you guys hear about this? After I saw it, I heard that, um, I guess maybe it was going around the internet or something, like, it was considered, like, disrespectful if, like, you were white and you went to see it within the first week or something. Like, it was, because it's such, like, a powerful, like... What? I, I, yeah, like, I don't, and I was like, shit, did I, like, mess up? Like, am I a jerk? But, I mean... Yeah, I don't understand. There was a lot of, like, (laughs) fake articles put out by groups that were wanting it to tank. Oh. Writing very hateful messages about white people seeing it and stuff like that. And just, there was a lot of hateful things going around that were intended to derail the hype about it and create a negative, divisive atmosphere around it. Yeah. Well, I hope it didn't work. I don't think it did. No, it was amazing. Like, I don't even like comic, like, superhero stuff that much. And I I honestly mostly just went to see it because my younger brother was in town and wanted to go. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, There's, you know, so much hype about it. I should probably see it just, you know, to be able to talk about it. Um, But, oh, my God, I loved it 
so much. Like, it was, ugh, the female leads in that movie were so badass. Like, they just nailed so much, I felt like. And it was just, like, really powerful on a lot of levels. So what caught out to me with, with that movie and I guess the performance was also the notion of, like, is it have too much black culture in it that it wouldn't be able to run mainstream and I don't think so but it was shocking it was definitely surprising some of the stuff that was in there I'd want to hear what you guys thought of the movie alright first first opinion I didn't really know what to say because at surface level I was just like this is a good movie it had me from the first minute to the last minute and I even waited to make sure I watched the whole thing and I saw the little like, conversation with him at Union and whatever but people were like how much did you like the movie what you think about the movie and the whole time I was just like I'm not sure yet and so after reading more on it and thinking more on it I like the movie I like what it stood for in a sense but I don't like the way people stormed it and like what everyone went behind it as and my first thought when i heard black panther i was like oh it's a black panther movie then i get there and it's a superhero movie like uh, the way people hyped it up you would have never guessed it was a superhero movie like how so many you, people did who you went, not watch the did you not read the comics or watch the i didn't know black panther existed as a comic and i read comics when i was younger oh yeah yeah i didn't know who black panther was until i got there oh okay. Wow. That's what I'm saying. I feel like a lot of people didn't realize it was about to be a Marvel movie. And the fact that it was a Marvel movie just means the producers were all white. Like, yes, it was written by a black person, but the producers and directors were still white. So, no. it wasn't? No. Who, for real? Yes. Who directed it? I didn't either. Oh, I won't get his name before I, like, mess it up. <laughs> or the storyline. Colker? Colker? He did uh, Creed and several other movies but yeah no and he had complete control for the most part yeah so he's known black panther creed co-produced but nope they it was all black directors and they definitely did not do the typical thing of whitewashing it no the cast was black <laughs> the cast was black <laughs> And overall, I like the statement it made, all black cast, black writer, but the way people rush to the theaters is just like, you would have thought it was something else. And what people put in like, people oh, black culture, the, people black culture. People rush to the but, theater like it was any other Marvel movie. When Infinity comes right, out, I didn't cool. see anybody dressed in African gear going to see Spider-Man posted in pictures with fist in the air. Because that Black Panther wasn't in Spider-Man movies. Exactly. That was but another Marvel when movie. When it was Dark, Dark Knight, were people going in costumes? Yes. Yeah, it's Batman. Okay. Not African culture. How many different African cultures are there? A lot. Exactly. You watched the movie. Exactly. Yeah, I did. But how many people went in any type of appropriate culture? Wakanda's fake. People. African culture. Wakanda. Wakanda exactly. forever. People got excited about it. No, I'm not mad that people got excited. I just feel like people got excited over something and thought they could claim a piece of identity, but Wakanda's not even a place. You're claiming a place that's fake. I don't think they were trying to claim identity. I think they were trying to celebrate a moment of representation. 
What'd you think of the movie, Jacob? Yeah, I liked it. What'd you like about it? Um, I liked how the whole thing went. I mean, just how the actors played their roles in, um, you know, most of their lines and stuff that they, they had in the movie, I liked. Yeah. I was very surprised that the storyline touched on the relationship between African Americans and Africans. That I was not expecting. That conversation I was not prepared for. And it was definitely like, oh, okay. This is like something everybody's going to see and have a conversation about. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't too surprised just because I had an African friend in school and he would just always be like, you guys aren't African, bro. Yeah, I like, mean, it's like and it's so, a conversation I, had before. It's, yeah. Like, it's out there, like, right. you know, and, but... Like don't as, as broad scale, world. yeah, no, because I was like 21 the first time. I was like, he really thinks that? Oh wow, all right, all right, and just put me in perspective. So put everybody in perspective at one time, yeah. Every, yeah, at one point, everybody you know has that conversation or is faced with that, but like I wasn't ready for it to be on the main. Yeah, that's what I'm saying to put everybody in front of it one time, Marvel, like, right? But that was like for me the biggest moment in like of the movie to just like put that out there and i'm appreciating shows like and movies like black panther like shy like atlanta like this is us that are atlanta's great that are really putting some serious black issues on the main stage for everybody to have a conversation and not be worried about whether or not what is the quote-unquote mainstream or the norm will understand it, you know? What did you think of it, Jackie? Well, for me, as a longtime Marvel fan with the comics, a black girl nerd engineering student, the seeing Sherry on the screen was probably the best part for me. She was the character that I probably waited my whole life to see on TV. And I think that's probably what hit home the most when you see something and you don't realize how much you're missing it until you actually see it there. Yeah. And I feel like that's why people were going so hard at it was because it's like, oh man, this is like a once in a lifetime opportunity. Like when is the next time there's gonna be that kind of hype around a black superhero movie? Good question. Uh-huh. It's like a solar eclipse. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but before Black Panther, there's Hamilton. Yeah, Hamilton. Yes. It was interesting. So interesting because I'm an acting <laughs> major. So, like, as soon as the play was announced and people found out what it was, I just had so many girls around me like singing or talking about it. Did you see Hamilton? And I was like, what, what? And then after it did come out and the soundtrack came out, I wrote to class listening to it twice a week, every week for like three months. This is all they wanted to hear was rap songs off of Hamilton. And like, oh, Chuck, you need to do something like this. <laughs> and I was just, I was like, this was on Broadway. That's dope. Right? That's dope. Right? You got rappers everywhere. So there you saw Hamilton, right? Yes, I did. And I refrained from listening to the soundtrack beforehand. I was going to do it um, just to prepare myself because I'd heard so many reviews of people like 
you know, they started sobbing just in the middle of it and couldn't control themselves. And so I was like a little nervous, um, but I decided to wait and I, I didn't cry. Like, I feel like it takes a lot to like make me cry, like in terms of shows and stuff like that. Um, but I could see definitely how it got some people, but yeah, I just thought it was incredible to see that story told with like an all like people of color cast. Um, and it just, like the whole time you're, you're watching this brilliantly told story of American history, but through such an interesting lens, like just seeing those people perform it, it, it's so crazy. It's like literally those are the kind of people, like they just want the exact same thing that all these white people had, <laughs> you know, when they came over here and it was early America, like it was, it's the exact same thing. And I just thought it sent this amazing message of, yeah, everyone just wants this equality and the same opportunity to like pursue their dreams and like make their mark on the world. Um, and so I thought it was just so simple and brilliant that they did that by casting that way. I wonder where, I know there's like a whole bunch of books and stories about like the American dream is dead. It's funny that Hamilton is in a time where there's no such thing for the most part to be said about yeah. the American dream or there's so much uh, around how do we bring it back or how can we transform to make it an actual dream for everyone. And uh -huh. it being in the time where we're rolling back the uh, Dreamer Act, and it's just like, yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird time to be in for a story like that. Yeah, it really is. So, you have also, you know, is it Jesus Christ Superstar with John Legend was oh, live yeah. on ABC a few weeks ago. I didn't watch it. I've seen the announcement for it. I watched, um, I listened to his interviews afterwards, which were really good. It's crazy because we're, it's almost like we're in a time, I don't want to say like, it's a time where like black is cool again in entertainment. I don't know. It makes me on edge about it, a little uneasy because it's like when I remember growing up and there was like a bunch of black not a bunch, but there was a significant amount of black shows on and then they all disappeared. And now it's like, want to enjoy all these things right now, but I'm just like, don't let them go. I know. It's like you're on an up and you're just anxious about like, when's it gonna crash, you know? Yeah, and I feel like it's it, what it needs, people need to continue to stay hype about it and get more and more uh, of their friends involved in it and watching it and spreading it and not to just, even though the stuff that might be addressed are very deep or serious black issues, that doesn't mean they're not issues that everyone can relate to, need to know about, need to understand. Like if I talk about, you know, the recent, um, Starbucks situation. No, that's what I was gonna talk about later. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, let's talk. Wait, let's talk about it now. Okay. <laughs> like the re people are like, oh, it's one incident. Like, why am I making such a big deal? But it's something that 
it's anybody can relate to or has had that experience. I just have a question real quick. Yeah. Was it two kids who got arrested or just one? Two. All right. Because I saw a video. They were kids. They were men. All right. Because I saw another video that was like probably like a 20, 22 year old kid who asked to use the bathroom and um, they told him no. And then he like was on his way out, and he saw a like sixteen year old white kid walk in the bathroom, and he waited and caught it on camera. And then he asked the kid, he was like, "Hey, how'd you get in there?" And he was like, oh, "I just asked to use the bathroom, and they let me." He was like, "Did you buy anything?" And he's like, "No, uh, I'm about to go get something now." And started walking towards the door, like, hey, "I'm about to go buy food now." And the dude went back to the counter and was like, "So, um, why'd you let him use the bathroom, and you told me no? But why couldn't I use the bathroom?" And uh, they started, the lady at the counter was like, you need to leave, you need to leave my store right now. And he was, ended up getting like told to leave by the cop who was like on duty. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, this is, it's not isolated incidents. And I feel like some, having mainstream media talk about these black issues, our everyday black life, yeah. is important for the broader community um, to see and to understand that this happens so frequently. I agree. And that's why yeah. people are getting, it's, we're in an age where we're just fed up and like tired of it. Yeah. And I, I've definitely read similar things before. It wasn't the first story like that that I've seen, but I guess to just caught my eye. It's been a little while since I saw something like that. And I was like, ugh, like still. Um, but it, it got me thinking and I was like, okay, like this has never happened to me. Like what, is there any way, like, is this even legit? Like, it's like so hard. You like don't, or I don't want to believe that, you know, people in 2018 who work at Starbucks are still so biased. Like, I was like, is there actually some Starbucks policy where it's like there's, if someone hasn't bought anything, like they can't give them a bathroom code or whatever. So I started digging and there, no, there's not that Starbucks has actually promoted themselves as like a third space or whatever. It's like, they call themselves a place where anyone can come work Hang out, chat. As a brand that is an open, like it's the it's the third place as they classify. Yeah. It is just an open seating place where you have no. There isn't the notion of you need to buy something to gather here. They literally right. have campaigns around me, us being a meeting meet place. <laughs> meet at Starbucks, right? Yes. <laughs> Our door is open. They're the ones that first introduced the gathering place of free Wi-Fi and having a space for students and just like group meetings. And they kind of took over that concept and ran with it and pushed a lot of cafes into that as well. Yeah. But with that said, even though people hold Starbucks to such a high esteem, they do not go to the catalog of potential employees and shop the non-racist section. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, and in one of the articles I was reading, uh, apparently this one guy went to Starbucks every single day up to like five hours a day, and he wrote a book that I think is called what I learned about America from Starbucks. And so he would essentially just people watch and like write down all his observations and wrote a whole book about it. And he, I guess he read this article and he commented that he, 
absolutely, you know, believes this and believes that this was very unjust because in all of his time sitting at Starbucks, he has seen similar things happen where people get uh, denied the use of the bathroom, but it's always either, he said, black men or people who looked like they could be homeless. Nobody else ever had an issue, he said. No, it's it's not an isolated. Starbucks is not immune to racial bias. No. I know that might have broken a lot of people's hearts, but it's it's reality, and I I think it's important that sh more and more shows show that reality, and people can understand it and feel how you know frequent it is, so that they're not questioning it. You know, you yeah. know it when you see it, and that's just like when you, if you watch the people, the video, and the people that are recording the video, they're like, mm -hmm. "Is this really going on?" Like they didn't do anything. We were sitting right here this whole time. Right, and yeah, that was what was going and through my mind too. I was like, "Okay, if that happened to me, like I could see myself, you know, getting really frustrated, especially knowing that like." you know, people treat you this way just because of the color of your skin. Like, I could see myself getting really angry and bitchy, <laughs> you know, and, like, giving them a piece of my mind. Um, but, yeah, it seemed like that wasn't even the case. They literally, like, all these people around them were, like, they literally did nothing <laughs> other than ask to use the bathroom and then not leave. Did you... Does this lead us into your dirty racist story? Well, that, that was the story. Oh, what? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to talk about this Starbucks thing. Oh, I thought you had, like, a personal, like, recent story from your trip. Oh, oh, no, yeah, I did just go to Georgia, though. Um, no, you know, it was funny. I was there, I wasn't there very long, but nothing, I didn't even pick up any, like, racist family comments. I don't know if they were purposefully, you know, getting their act together or if just nothing slipped out. But, yeah, I don't even know if any of them said anything. But, yeah, that's a fluke. <laughs> any political conversations? Um, no, uh, no, no political. My grandpa kept um, questioning whether or not I owned a Bible. And it was just like, yes, yes, it's fun. We have church in Seattle. Like, he thinks, I mean, he's like 94. Um, but he's like really concerned that, I don't know, I just live out in the middle of nowhere. I'm not really sure how he pictures Seattle. But I was like, yes, we have grocery stores. We have church. We have, we have a lot more things than you guys do in your little town. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, we didn't even do any political discussions. This is the side of the family that is really reserved. Like, you kind of know how they think, but no one really talks about it. It's my mom's side where I can get into, like, a good debate with my grandma. <laughs> Every episode, I feel like we still have time to do a rant. Yeah, someone rant about something. We give a five-minute five rant to any of the guests about anything you like. It, anything like I, I can't remember some of the weird stuff but anything who wants to take it away I feel like you're one giggling so you probably want to I, I don't know what to do it about I just think it's funny that you do that and two you looked at me <laughs> you were looking this way the whole time you started talking about what it was uh, so he's gonna do the rant uh, yay 
Alright, I was in two different gas stations out here. Oh, rant in Seattle. Yes, two things. Gas stations, bruh. For one, the tobacco prices are crazy. For one cigarello is 99 cents in Ohio. It'll be $2.59. $3 for one pack. That right there, just like, I don't even, I'm cool. No, thank you. And beers, if you buy anything not in a case, you're losing. It'll be $3 for a single beer and $6 for a six pack. Like, they want you to drink more. I don't understand. Uh, the prices out here driving me crazy. But that's not what I want to talk about at the gas station. I went to the gas station and I was trying to buy a pack of Backwoods. And I didn't know what the price was. And like I said, tobacco prices are crazy. So I said, Can you tell me how much that is? And the lady stopped and looked at me and was like, What? I was like, What's the price on those? She's like, I don't know. I have to ring it up. And I was like, all right. She rang it up and said $8.99 plus tax. And I was like, oh, I can't pay $10 for that. No, thank you. She's like, all right then. And I was like, what? She's like, what do you want? And so I told her something else. She rings it up. And I was like, all right. Are all of those that same price? I don't know. Like, you don't know? She's like, no, I don't know. I was like, well, can you tell me the price on? If I ring it up, you have to buy it. I was like, what? No, I don't. Like, you can't tell me I have to buy something if I don't know the price of it. I can't tell you if she well, do you want it? I was like, I can't tell you if I want it if I don't know how much it is because no. if it costs more than a certain amount, I don't want it. She just slammed the counter and was like, all right, well, if you want to know the price on stuff, like, I'm going to get in trouble because I have to put it in the register and then I have to take it off the register and my boss is going to ask me what happened to it because I had to take it off. It was already on there. And I was just like, what? oh, Okay, I'm sorry you don't know the price. And she's like, are you going to buy something or not? Because if not, you need to get out. And I just turned around and there's like five people behind me in the line now. And I was like, am I wrong for asking the price on something? Everybody in line acted like they couldn't see either of us, me or the lady at the counter. They just looked up. And I was just like, for real, this is how this is going to go right now? All right. And the lady was like, do you want something? And I was like, yes, I just want, you know what? I'm cool. I'm, I'm straight. I'm no thank you. I don't want anything from you, and I'm just gonna leave. Went to go to get it from another store. They didn't have them. I guess I gotta deal with her and get the one thing that I did still want. No. I went back and I told her what I wanted. It took her five times to pick out one thing. That was the first thing she went to. She's like, "This is what you want?" Yes. As soon as I went to pull my stuff out of my wallet, she picked up something else, came to the register. I was like, not that one. She's like, oh, okay, what about this one? I was like, no, yes, that one. And then she picks up the one to the left of it. And I'm like, lady, come on now, stop playing games with me. Like, the one right in the middle that you had your hand over the first time you asked, is that what I wanted? Still kept my composure, paid, she told me the price. I was like, just keep the change, have a good day. You need to get out and shut your mouth. I was like, what is wrong with this lady, man? She just has an anger issue. Yeah, anger issue. Wait, where did you go? What gas station? Chevron on Pacific Highway right up there. Oh, because I don't go to the 7-Eleven by the dollar store. No. Ever since they had somebody follow me and my friend, we were teenagers, across the street to say that we stole Slurpees. That... My manager says, stoke surface, and he's gonna call the cops on you. And turns, like, what happened was we went to the register, the guy knocked over the slurpee so it spilled on this counter, and he scooped it up and tried to get us to take it. And we said no. So my friend, because we had already paid for it, my friend went and made another one, and we left. And so we'll go back over there, because we're like 
14 at the time like we didn't know we go over there because the guy's threatening to call the cops on us and we're he's going off about you stealing you guys stole slurpees and like no never stole anything in my life and it's definitely not going to be no freaking slurpees and so it's like why don't you go watch your video cameras or you can call the cops to watch your video cameras and they go the manager goes back to watch the cameras and watches what happens like you guys can leave now so I never got to that 7-Eleven again. No, nah, there was a 7-Eleven. Yeah. It might be the same one. Like, the, there was a lady in there going to buy something. It was some gross-looking drink. And we just started talking about drinks. And she was like, oh, but if I want to drink liquor, I drink tequila. And the dude at the register was like, oh, tequila, you drink like me, hey, and started talking. And then as soon as she walked out, he just got quiet dead face and I walked up like went to check out he didn't say anything and then as soon as he sat down my change like he made sure he put it in my hand uh, as soon as he set the change down in my hand without touching my hand at all he's like, all right next in line thank you I was like what like dang bro can I put my change in my wallet first like I don't know it's crazy I don't really like gas stations out here no, they're not. They're I not friendly. Walgreens, uh, and sometimes <laughs> I have customers that would intentionally not want to touch my hand. That's what I'm saying. So like, just, like every gas station I've been to, like one dude, I went to hand this lady change. Like I hand her my bills, and then I put the change down to count it. And I was like, oh, I worked at a store, so like, I hate it when people would put a bunch of change on the counter. You got to scoop it. So I scooped it all back into my hand and went to hand it to her. And she didn't even say anything. Just tapped the counter, like put it down. And I was just like, okay, like. Thank you. <laughs> I got, uh, had a lovely racist experience at the airport the other day where I went to get reimbursed for my hotel accommodations after the plane emergency landed and we had to stay at a hotel. And the sales clerk looks at it and's like, why did you guys get to stay at the Westin and other people stayed, most people stayed at the Doubletree and they only had like 10, spent $10 vouchers on foods and like had no problem going to McDonald's. I'm like, lady, I checked in at one o'clock in the morning and your supervisor booked me a hotel here at the airport so I didn't have to commute an hour outside to stay at another hotel. And why does it matter to you? She was like, he was just being too generous for you guys. I don't understand why he was being generous to you guys. Mind you, my friend, who is very, uh, let's say, tan deficient, had stayed at the same hotel and had previously approached her counter and had previously got her reimbursement for her accommodations and yet me and my mother go up there and he the manager was being too generous to us so she says you can either i will take your accommodation but we will not cover your meal i was like but that's not what he had said he said that you guys it's in your system he gave me his nearest number he gave me a screenshot of it and everything you need to know that you just simply bring it up here and be reimbursed <laughs> like here's my receipt hey, lady you, you gotta do is take this ticket there's no discussion it's not <laughs> i don't it does it doesn't matter that you don't agree with what he did um because of your own feelings about what i deserved uh, for my accommodations, but that is what your boss, your manager, he's not here today, and he's be he he just chose to be too generous. I don't know what's going on with him, but we don't we're not gonna go with what he said. 
your boss? <laughs> so she's like, well, I, well I'll just do the, uh, the hotel price and not cover the food because he didn't specifically write in food. It just says receipts. And so I was like, so if you're going to put that in there, are you also going to note for when I call customer care that I'm going to be also getting reimbursement for my receipts or calling regarding that? No, I'm closing it out. So you, because otherwise they will, you'll double dip. And I was like, oh my goodness. I have no intention on stealing from you guys. That doesn't make any sense on why you would complete this transaction saying you reimburse me and then they will go on and read that and then reimburse me again. You aren't making any sense and your bias is showing. <laughs> so it's like, well, then I will just take it to myself over the phone. I was like, do you want to put in a note there that I will become? No, I can't do that. Either you, you have two options. Either you let me do the part that I will do and I close it out or you go do that elsewhere. It's like, okay. You have a nice day, right? I call customer care. And in their system, she put in a note that customer was seeking, was not allowed reimbursement for her food. And it's like, you just told me you couldn't put in a note. Uh, but she put in there, customer is seeking an excessive amount of reimbursement for receipts that were not covered or not blah 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 little message and so it's been a two-day process of bouncing around with them sending my receipts and talking to different people and then she's they sent over a letter saying you have we just found out that you had already been reimbursed so then I was very upset because it said I have been reimbursed at, at the station at the airport and I was like nope called again and she talked to the guy, he's like, let me get my supervisor, talk to the supervisor. And I was like, I would like you to contact the manager there at the airport and read the notes and understand the, this lady who felt that I was overcompensated by her standards and I only deserved a $10 voucher and could have eaten at McDonald's and stayed at a hotel further away. Her personal feelings and why she made that statement on the account and why am I continuing to go through this frustration because of her attitude towards me. Not to mention that she had no issue with reimbursing several customers that stayed at the same hotel and went to the same services and that I am very much aware of. She had no problem reimbursing them. And so they went through the process and it was like 30 minutes on hold. She gets on talking to the manager. She's like, oh, we don't normally reimburse. I don't want to hear about what you normally do. Just, just tell me what's going on. And she's like, we're going to reimburse it all. I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> so that was my, you know, week of uh, fun, racist fun, uh, joy. Um, after a crazy landing, which I'm happy to be alive. The plane, yeah. the engine on the plane, the wing engine was leaking fuel. And so, and apparently wasn't notifying the pilots. So, <laughs> we had, so, you know, they found out, customers told them there was a lot of back and forth. And then we landed and we get like coming down and all you see is like lights of fire trucks just ready and then it's scary to see what happened to southwest right like the yes. next day right so 
A woman got almost sucked out. Yeah, and she... Um, she later died. Yeah. But God, how scary would that be? Yeah. Well, I am here. It's not the ghost. Yeah. <laughs> so, if, it, if anything, she could not spoil my mood because I was happy that we safely landed. Yeah, seriously. And she cannot take that away. No. So. That's a way over a rant. Mm. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. Switch it up. <laughs> right. So we will see you guys next time. And thank you for listening. Yeah. Oh, everyone go um, maybe illegally watch Beyonce's show. That's the action item. <laughs> not illegally. We are not sponsoring illegal not. downloading. Okay, no, no. Illegally. I sponsor illegal downloading. If, not really. If, not really. In some downloading way either. that your eyes can, you know, but peer upon some clips. If you're down with the- Tyler Carrier, Wolfgang, Golfway, you know that we're all down for that illegal shit. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to give, like, is that your shout-out? That was entirely creative. You can give your, like, Instagram shout-out if you like. I mean... Do you want to spit something for us? Nah. <laughs> you can't be coming up with all these ideas on the spot like that. Like, I guess you could, but you just go follow me on um, Instagram. It's Chuck X Diesel. I'm actually dropping a new video tomorrow. What? Yeah, it's been a long time coming. I shot this actually in the summer, but yeah, tomorrow it'll be out. 12 p.m. 12 p.m. Be <laughs> Pacific time. Pacific time. All right. <laughs> well, cool. there you go. Catch you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for joining us. You can message us at soundcloud.com forward slash since you're not racist. Listen to us by adding since you're not racist on your iTunes playlist. Tweet us at synr underscore podcast and visit us on Tumblr at since you're not racist.tumblr.com.